Welcome to One Penny at a Time. I'm your host, Harris Elliott. Welcome to another episode on the podcast. As always, appreciate you guys joining me here uh, every Monday. Um, if you haven't yet, subscribe. Give a, give the thumbs up or a five-star review if you do find this content valuable. And we're here to keep continuing our journey. So um, to all of those who do celebrate, um, happy late Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great time with your friends and family as well. If you did participate in Cyber Monday or Black Friday, hopefully you got some good deals and didn't go too overboard. Uh, remember, we do want to not go overboard on things we can't afford. So, you know, but overall, I hope you all had an amazing time. So I've never done one of these episodes and I thought it'd be a good one to do. It's going to be a quick, short one. So one thing I want to talk about is obviously everything is long term for what I do, but there's times when maybe a holding in your portfolio is maybe going through some changes or to due to the environment. Let's say, for example, let's talk about possible recession. People are pinching a little more pennies. Maybe the stock changes the story, as we always say. So the stock we're going to talk about that I sold is ticker symbol VFC. Um, for those who don't know, uh, VFC is a company, clothing apparel company. Um, some of the brands they have are Vans, North Face, Timberland, Dickies, and Supreme. I myself am a big fan of Vans clothing. Um, as we're actually making this episode right now, I am actually wearing a Vans hat and Vans socks. Um, we in this household we have Vans shirts, pants, you name it. We keep Vans in business in this house. Let's just put it that way. Um, you mean. Big thing for me, you must be asking is like, um, if you love Van so much, why are you selling it? As a consumer, I I love the brand. Nothing changes for me for that. But you know, as I'm starting to get digger into my portfolio, there's a couple outliers that I want to talk about that had some concerns with it, and I really wanted to take a deeper dive and kind of go over my thought process onto this. Um, so with Vans, it is down fifty percent over the last year. Not, you know, it's not necessarily the all and ends all, but overall, and this is back going from 2020. So if we go back to 2020, it is down big time. So I'm going to give you a stat here that's kind of curious. If you would have made a $10,000 investment in Vans back in 2020, your total return, so obviously that is going to be with the stock price going up and down and factoring the dividends that are being paid out, your $10,000 would have turned to $3,869.34. So it's negative 61.31%. What could that be due to? So, and I started, I really had to go dig, dig deep and see what's going on with the company. So uh, as I'm starting to read these earning reports and looking at a couple charts and a couple graphs, a couple things that did cause me concern are the following. Their sales are very, very stagnant. The growth in their sales are not growing how they should be. That's number one. So we talk about that. Number two, I look uh, a big metric that I like to look at is the five-year dividend growth. The five-year growth for the dividend is 4.02%. It's not really that good. Um, you want to try to have a dividend growth in a five-year plan 
hopefully double digits at this point because you want to be able to try to beat inflation. But if it's like it's at a eight to nine percent, you know, you make it work and you understand that. Um, the PE ratio, uh, PE ratio essentially, for those who don't know, it's their price to earnings. Uh, it's the ratio that they use the value of the company that's measuring its current share price relative to the earnings per share. It's at a 31.80. It's not favorable where I like it to be. So generally, you want a PE ratio to be 20% or under. Now, there are some exceptions to the rule. Um, I have two holdings in my portfolio that have a PE ratio over 20%, but I'm long on is waste management, ticker symbol WM. And as well, Starbucks, ticker symbol SBUX. Like I said, it's not necessarily like if it's over 20, you have to ax it, but it is a metric or something to consider. Um, obviously, Starbucks is growing their company at a really rapid pace. They have really good exposure to China. Waste management is a monopoly. They pretty much dominate the trash and recycling space. Vans, like I said, it's a really cool clothing company, but is it dominating the space? Not sure. So obviously, when it comes to like active and skateboarding, it's a big, it's a big thing in that market. But there's a lot of other options. So I don't think necessarily it's like the it's taking over the entire industry in that sense. So that's something I'm I'm factoring in factoring into this. Now, when you look at outstanding shares, what you always want to look at is to make sure that the outstanding shares are going down and not up. Vance actually did pass that metric, so their their shares are getting smaller over time, as shares go down. So right now, outstanding, it's three hundred eighty-eight million. Last year was three hundred ninety-two million. You want to see those go down overall because then your shares have more value as there's less in the market. Going back into revenue, the one thing I don't like with their revenue over the last ten years, I call it a roller coaster. It's up, down, up, down, up, down. There's no consistency or continuous growth. That is something that does factor in and that does have me a big worry. But the biggest thing I'm really worried about right now is their free cash flow. What their free cash flow means is that that is where a company essentially pays out the dividend. So a general rule of thumb is... If I like to see the free cash flow 60% or under as that gives the company a good amount of time to be able to build, you know, reinvest back into the growing their dividend. So there's two things that can happen if the free cash flow is not, it's not doing good. They can either take debt out to continue paying the dividend or they can cut the dividend. What can happen for that? I can't tell you like that's, you know, but if you look at other companies that have gone to this, that's usually one or the other that can happen with that. And, you know, it's something that I'm not a big fan of. The big thing here is, as I talked about, uh, you want it to be under 60%. From the last quarter, the payout ratio is over 100%. That means that they need to take out debt potentially to pay us dividend. It's currently yielding a 6% yield right now. I said it's a very attractive yield, but one thing that I always talk about with my friends or other people, it's just, you know, don't get caught in the yield trap. And what a yield trap is when you buy a stock solely for the dividend yield, you buy into it, stock price goes down, or you cut the dividend and what, you, what you're what you expecting out of it, it's just not going to happen out. So 
just something there I kind of wanted to mention for that. So the cash flow is not where I want it to be. A positive note, it is almost a dividend king. What that means is that 50 years of consecutive dividend growth, you know, that's good. But this year, you know, it was a very minor 3% increase. So it's not really making a big dent into that. So, you know, with this negative cash flow here, and we're and we're in a recession, you know, you're never going to stop buying bread, milk, and eggs. You're never going to stop paying your electric bill. You're never going to stop paying for car insurance. You're never going to stop paying your rent or your mortgage. Do you need vans in this scenario? That's the big question that I have for myself. And, you know, people are going to have to adjust their budgets or adjust their lifestyles if recessions hit. Obviously, the price of, as I listed earlier, like bread, eggs, and milk has skyrocketed over the last year. And I think making yourself an omelet is going to have a bigger priority than buying some fancy t-shirt. So that's kind of the thought processes that I have with that. And then a couple of things I wanted to look at, I was looking deeper into their through their earnings, um, negative growth. So Vans is obviously their biggest brand out of, out, of the, out of the umbrella that's under this. Following North Face, following Timberland, and then following Dickies. North Face was the only one out of those four brands that had growth in sales over the quarter, which it, it was up 8%. Vans was down 13% in sales for the quarter. Timberland was down 4% and Dickies was down 19%. So that is concerning onto there. And I was digging deeper there. And when I dig deeper, and this is coming straight from an article that I found on Yahoo Finance. I'm just going to put this down in the link below. So that way, if you guys want to read it, you guys can have it as well. Um, on here, their CEO goes over a couple things that they're concerning about with, you know, with current, you know, earnings and where everything's going. So right now, I'm going to read here straight from the article and stating, you know, the CEO, Mr. Randall says, the company is, the company is still currently seeing variable traffic patterns across channels, as well as elevated promotional environment in most markets. While consumer health remains relatively intact across most of our markets, we continue to see global trends result in more choiceful and cautious spending behavior. And that's coming from CEO Steve Rendell. And one thing that's also listed on here is the impact on international sales, because obviously the dollar has been going up, other currencies has been going down. So that's one factor into there that has been affecting sales. Another thing that I, when I was reading through this article that they were talking about is management is making some bad decisions with, for example, inventory. Target, which is one of my favorite stocks, is the second quarter in a row they had negative earnings because of bad inventory. Vans inventory is up 88% from last year, which is not necessarily a good thing if you're having trouble keeping up with sales or like making sales or trying to make growth into that in a recession or a potential recession. And one thing when you have that much inventory, you know, they're adjusting purchasing and, you know, where possible to selling down this these excess and distress in inventory. Now, what they're project what they were projecting to do with this inventory, they're going to have to cut prices and do buy one, get one, buy one, get one 30% off, cut down prices. That's going to cut down onto your potential revenue. And, you know, when you have an excess of inventory, you know, that debt that you're sitting on because you've already paid for this inventory and, you need to move this quick to get back cash or cash flowing into the business. So that's some takes on for there. 
Some positive notes that I did read from this report is through their rewards program, they added 800,000 new members for their XPLR pass, which is a loyalty program, which they now have over 15 million customers enrolled. So that was pretty good onto that. But overall, as much as I love Vans, I'm gonna always be a consumer. I'm always gonna be a customer. I'm gonna support this company. I think it was just time to cut it out of the portfolio. Now, I didn't have that much into the portfolio. Um, from the from what I sold out of it, I actually ended up putting back into Jeppy ticker symbol JEPI, where I can still get some monthly high dividends into the account and create some more cash flow. Um, it was kind of bittersweet. I talked to Ryan and Russ about this going back and forth through text and kind of talking about you know how I was feeling about it because I'm very brand loyal to companies that I love, but looking at these numbers, it just didn't make sense to hold on to it anymore. And I have to teach myself that that's okay. Um, right now, I brought down the portfolio down to 20 stocks and overall. And one thing that I've been kind of liking myself is that the less that I, the less amount of stocks that I've been holding, I've been feeling more comfortable with the portfolio. So that's something that I've been pretty excited about there. You know, I always like to take your, you know, get your take onto this. Um, as always, you want to leave me an email, a link below to the one penny at a time podcast at gmail.com. As well, uh, if you click on the link for Linktree, uh, my Instagram handle and my Twitter is on there. I'd love to hear your take on this and connect with you all. Um, I always appreciate you guys joining in every week. Also, um, last week's episode of Ryan was amazing. It's it, Right now, it's become the most played episode on the podcast. So, Ryan, appreciate you taking the time to talk your gibberish, as you say, and take a good listen into the podcast. And, you know... Hopefully you guys keep continuing on. We got one more month left in 2022. We got one month here to max out our Roth IRAs, or you want to contribute some extra money to your 401k, or do you have that dividend goal you're trying to reach to for the last month? You know, we got 30, we got a little bit less, a little bit over 30 days to get these final pushes on for the year. And that's exciting stuff. And like we always like to say on this podcast, whether you're paying off debt, saving for the future, investing yourself, you're going to reach your goal one penny at a time. Have a good evening.